be attentive. O Lord, how magnificent are your works. You have made all things in wisdom. Bless the Lord, O my soul. Wisdom. The reading is from St. Paul's letter to the Galatians. Let us be attentive. Brethren, you know that a man is not justified by works of the law, but through faith in Jesus Christ. Even we have believed in Christ Jesus in order to be justified by faith in Christ and not by works of the law, because by works of the law shall no one be justified. But if in our endeavor to be justified in Christ we ourselves were found to be sinners, is Christ then an agent of sin? Certainly not. But if I build up again those things which I tore down, then I prove myself a transgressor, For I, through the law, died to the law, that I might live to God. I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Peace be with you, the reader. Arise, let us hear the Holy Gospel. Peace be with you all. The reading is from the Holy Gospel according to Saint Mark. said, If any man would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, and whoever loses his life for my sake in the Gospels will save it. For what does it profit a man to gain the whole world and forfeit his life? For what can a man give in return for his life? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him will the Son of Man also be ashamed when he comes in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. And he said to them, Truly I say to you, There are some standing here who will not taste death before they see that the kingdom of God has come with power. Peace be with you who proclaim the gospel.
In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. For me, one of the saddest and most frightful phrases in the Gospels is one repeated by Jesus several times. It is when he utters those conclusive and heart-wrenching words to those seeking entrance into the eternal kingdom, only to be forever turned away. I don't know you. There is the account in Matthew chapter 7 where Jesus says, Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name and cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then will I declare to them, I do not know you. There is also the parable of the ten virgins in Matthew chapter 25, when the five foolish virgins who have no oil to fill their lamps knock on the closed door to enter into the marriage feast of the kingdom, only to hear the bridegroom of the church say to them, I do not know you. And in Luke 13, when Jesus is speaking about the narrow door which leads into the kingdom, he says, When once the householder has risen up and shut the door, you will begin to stand outside and to knock at the door, saying, Lord, open unto us. He will answer you, I don't know you. Then you will begin to say, We ate and we drank in your presence, and you taught in our streets. But he will say, I tell you, I do not know you. Now, to illustrate what is going on here, to explain this a little further, let's listen to the following story, one that is a little bit famous and happens to be repeated, but is worth hearing again. There once was a monk who was seeking entrance into heaven, and so he began to knock at the door. The voice asked from inside, who are you? The monk replied, it is I. The door, however, did not open. After many years, he tried again. As he knocked, the same voice answered, Who are you? It is I, replied the monk. Again, the door remained shut. Once again, after many years of prayer and ascetical spiritual discipline, he went back. When the voice asked, Who are you? This time the monk replied, It is you in me. And the door opened as the voice said, Enter. The essence and the goal of the Christian life, my brothers and sisters in Christ, is exactly this. It is union with Christ for him to live in us, for him to see himself in us, we who were created in the image to become the likeness. It is for you and me to utter the same words of conviction that St. Paul said this morning when he said, it is no longer I who live, 
but Christ who lives in me. This indwelling of Christ within us began at baptism, when we became a part of him, when we were grafted on to his body, when we were clothed with him, when we were sacramentally and mystically crucified, co-buried, and resurrected with him, embarking on a new spiritual mode of being and life. Jesus expresses our union with him in so many ways. One famous example we all know is when he says, I am the vine and you are the branches. He who lives in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. And again, of course, concerning the very intimate union that we have in the sacred Eucharist and Holy Communion, he says in John chapter 6, He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood lives in me and I in him. But we must also consider the full context of St. Paul's mystical statement of Christ living in him. What our theology calls deification, or more specifically, Christification. That is to become like God, like Christ, as much as that is humanly possible by grace. The great apostle said, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. And the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. By the cross of our Lord Jesus Christ, the world has been crucified to me and I to the world, says the apostle. For Christ to come more and more alive in us, we must in the words of the gospel, deny ourselves. That is to crucify those things that lead us away from the life in Christ. There are many tantalizing things in this world and passions that arise within us that would gladly have our attention and seduce us away from our Lord. But we must resist, we must fight, and we must desire the truly desirable and beautiful, which is God and the things of God. Things that are true, holy, good, and eternal. St. Augustine wrote, Those impulses natural to fallen humanity are restrained by spiritual discipline for the sake of obtaining salvation. So the human being who does not live according to fallen human nature can already say, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. For where I am not I, I am more happily I. Let's listen to that once more. For where I am not I, I am more happily I. In other words, what he is saying 
is that when I am no longer living according to my base, selfish and fallen impulses and desires, but I am a living according to Christ, then I am truly happy. I am truly fulfilled, truly myself, truly the person God created me to be, Christ in me. So when the time comes for me to knock on heaven's door and I hear the voice from inside ask, who are you? Having lived a crucified life to the world and the world to me, I will be able to answer, it is you in me, my Christ. And Jesus will see himself in me, open the doors into the eternal banquet of delight and utter those blissful words with his sweetest voice and loving gaze. I know you. Enter into the joy of your Lord. To him be the power and the glory forever. Amen.